Super Yacht Radio. We are with Update USSA again. It is Friday. It heralds the weekend here in the Mediterranean. It is. Unless you're listening on a Saturday or a Monday or a Tuesday. Okay. If you are, I hope yeah. you're having yeah, a great start to the week. But if you were listening right now when we're live, we know that when we hear Kitty's melodious voice from Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> it's time to crack open the cans, pop open That's the it. bottles. Weekend is here. And you have brought with you a new friend to Super Yacht Radio, Mr. Glenn Allen from Director. He's How- a new friend to Super Yacht Radio, but he's definitely not a new a newbie to the industry for sure. I- Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm great. And you? I am wonderful. I've got that weekend feeling, so it's it's good. And it's, and it's it's been busy week, so yeah. It has been a busy week. Yeah. It has. Yes, it's been a very busy week. I'm I'm excited to talk to about with for those of you that don't that are listening that don't have the benefit of knowing Glenn, and I don't know who you are. You must be living under a rock because everybody knows Glenn. This is a, we're talking about the new shipyard. That's going up in Fort Pierce, Florida, Fort which Pierce. for those of you that <clears throat> don't know where that is, it's about two hours or so north of Fort Lauderdale and on the east coast of Florida, um, about an hour north, I guess, of Palm Beach. So if you know the Palm Beach area, it's a little bit more than an hour north of Palm Beach. And if you're from, from Fort Lauderdale, it's a couple of hours north, but it is the newest, hottest, coolest thing that's happening to the repair and refit industry here in the United States. And for all of you guys that are talking about, well, I can't get hauled out in the United States because I'm too big. We're here to tell you, we can do it now in Fort Pierce as director. (laughs) Yes, we can. I I have to admit, uh, Kitty, that you're excited. I tell you what I'm excited because we have had so many brokers, sales brokers and charters brokers telling us how wonderful how wonderful the last year has been, you know, uh, from business terms, not COVID terms, of course. And I think it's just great to have uh, Glenn join us to tell us another side of the industry that's actually had a great year. Glenn, you've had... Yes, they have. I mean, there's a lot of sectors that have had a very good time. Yeah. And, well, director is director in Fort Pierce. Now, director shipyards is definitely not in a new to the industry. I mean, I know everybody's heard of Director Shipyard down here in Fort Lauderdale, Dania, and then directors up in New York. And then there was a directors at one point that built the largest yacht ever in the United States in Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, the Cakewalk. And uh, so directors certainly not a a newbie to the industry. So it'll be nice to have a new new addition to to the crown of director. Yeah, so can I Pierce. just Good step win. back for the listeners of kind of when this project began and, and what's been happening over the past little while? Because I've seen it pop up on social and lots of big announcements and there's a, a well, really, really a big one. soap opera, isn't it? I know, but can you kind of step us back <laughs> a little bit of the kind of start of the project and, and where you've come to so far? Well, yeah, let me do a real quick intro for, for about Glenn. And so with, it's really even cooler because Glenn has an ongoing relationship with the director shipyard. He's been involved on and off with them since 1987. That's the year I got into the industry. Um, he also used to work on a boat that was built by directors um, 
director of shipyard is Sparkman and Stevens Design Yacht, and former Coast Guard um, officer for four years. And so now he's stepped off the bridge and he's worked on sailboats and, and big boats. He can captain anything and he's done a lot of project management in that role. And so now to be here in Fort Pierce, he was like the perfect addition when they decided to expand to this new facility up in uh, Fort Pierce. And it's a pretty sleepy little town. Uh, it's like where they people right just north of Stewart where they, it's very quiet. It's more reserved, but it's a cool property. And I'm going to turn it over now to Glenn to talk about it. Sure. Yes. I have been in the director family as a customer for many years. My first adventure into a shipyard in Fort Pierce in Fort Lauderdale was at director Grinnell in 87 and that was with my first big command, a 65-foot motor sailor. And I guess yachting has come a long way since then because that was a big boat back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have used the director's shipyards for many years. I've known Paul Director since we built the Valkyrie, a 95-foot SNS in the mid-90s. And coming from a sailing background as does Paul, director, and his father, Bob, we had a lot in common. And when he knew I was starting to step back from running running Fleet Miami, which was my last position for the last 14 years, uh, he said, I hear you're moving to Stewart and you're going to be near Fort Pierce and we need somebody up there that can help us get, get going. So that's kind of how I ended up involved in the project. The project started with Paul's vision of being able to haul large sailboats. That's really where the, the first kind of idea of what to do with this project came from. So when you look at the East Coast of the United States and the shipyards that are here, and especially in Fort Lauderdale, most of the big sailboats are now too high and too deep to get into most places. So Fort Pierce became the obvious destination. There's nothing, no air draft problems whatsoever. You come straight in from the Atlantic for just over two miles and literally right into our haul-out slip. Uh, The water depth is 22 to 24 feet on the approach, and we've got 21 feet of water in the the haul-out basin itself. So... That's that's kind of where the, the project, the idea of the project started. And of course, you can't leave out the large motor yachts either, so it's natural for them to come as well. The process of getting this yard up and running has been very interesting for me to go through. While I've been on the other end of the shipyards for so many years, to watch this yard grow and, and come out of basically a piece of dirt it's been, it's been pretty amazing. So the first piece of equipment for hauling boats is our mobile lift. And it's the largest mobile lift in the world at the moment for yachting. It's 1,500 tons. It was ordered a couple of years ago and built in Italy and shipped in 54 pieces from Italy to here and then assemble, which the assembly took a couple of months to do. So it was a, it was a pretty amazing project to watch the, the whole lift start coming out of the ground. 
The other issues that we had, of course, were permitting and environmental issues. And we wanted to make sure that we were good stewards for the environment and the way that shipyard has been put together and built. And of course that, that takes extra time. We were hoping actually to have the yard up and running much before this, but a combination of COVID and permitting and politics kind of slowed us down a little bit. The shipyard at this stage right now, we're ready to start hauling boats as early as in, within the next couple of weeks we'll haul the first boat. It's, it's been a long process and it's, and it's been, it's been somewhat aggravating because of the, the issues that we've run into, but I think we've got most of those solved now and, and hopefully, hopefully we're up and running. Well, it was Glenn, let's chat about real quickly. Um, you said about the politics, but for those of you who have never been to Fort Pierce, um, it is a, it is kind of a, not kind of, it's a total little small town. And it is one of those really perfect opportunities when you have a, a commercial waterfront that's making the conversion out of some of those commercial efforts to going into something like this. It's going to really transcend that whole community and it's going to bring everything up. They um, That city had kind of gone through a, a, a process as to what are they going to do with this parcel of land and you guys got in there and pitched them on this because it wasn't a, a shipyard. I mean, not I mean, you guys dug out that haul out slip and did all those things. Now this, this property is actually owned by and controlled by the county and, and um, it happens to be in Fort Pierce. So we had to work closely with both the city and the county and the state and the federal governments with all of the different things that have to happen. This was originally a fruit packing company here and they would bring the ships in and load the fruit and ship it out. And that's why it, it is in existence. So the buildings were old. The, we had to, one building had to be completely torn down in order to make room for the shipyard. There is an existing large building that will, we're transitioning into our, our workshop areas and indoor facilities. And it's quite large and it's in very good shape. But we, you're right. We had to we had to dig the haul out slip. Uh, that in itself was an amazing thing to watch. We had to we had to drive or sink 267 pilings, 65 feet deep, in order to put enough support on the runways to hold the machine and all the weight of a yacht on top of it. God, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the fact that it's been an undertaking extraordinaire, I mean, everybody was getting so, you know, so like, where is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? But then when you hear from Glenn saying, we had, to sink, we had to sink piling 65 feet deep to support the way to create this, this new monster place. And it is a straight shot in. I mean, right from the ocean, you come across this, um, this like little the intercoastal type area there and it's right there I mean it's a it's it's so perfectly positioned you know to the inlet there um, but yet it's not so bad that it's you're going to have a lot of you know wake issues and things coming in there not at all what I was wondering, because we had the pleasure, Kitty, of talking a few months back about marine development, and it really gave me an insight, 
not only into marinas, but into um, the logistics. You know, we were also talking about the environmental logistics and and setting that all up. Um, I can only imagine you face the same kind of issues of, of how you have it all set up. Yes, absolutely. There, there are many considerations that have to go into the process. For example, when, in any shipyard now, when you, when you haul a boat out of the water and you pressure wash it to clean the bottom, you have to catch all of that, that fluid and clean it. You can't just dump it back in the, uh, in the water like we did for years and years in, in most shipyards. We have, the, of course, the aquatic wildlife that we, that we have to watch out for manatees and fish and, and birds and everything else, which is very dear to my heart. I'm still part of, on the board of directors for Sea Keepers and work very actively there. So of course, being part of Sea Keepers and, and that part of me says, I don't want to be any part of anything that's going to destroy or hurt the environment. So uh, I'm happy to report that directors always is very conscious of that. And uh, they are a green marina and, and director in uh, Dania as well. So uh, the permitting, you have to, you have to do surveys and, and, and um, you have to, when you're working around the waterfront, you have to put curtains up to keep the sediment from going in or in any other issues that would come off the land into the water. Um, and it's not just, just that, it's, you know, the entire area around here that has to be watched out for. But I presume these were expected so, things, that there was nothing uh, but, new, or has it become more difficult now that the government's taking a more green approach? I think it's, I think it's not as much due to the government as it is the attitude of most people and most people in yachting. Okay. Um, I think that this would be naturally occurring, even if the government weren't so active in it. So it's more a social conscience of the company. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing that people don't understand is yachting is, is probably one, in, one industry that has more to lose if the water's not pretty than anybody else, yeah. because you're not going to want to take your yacht to some sewer pit somewhere. So we have to make sure that we're keeping things clean and, and right. And that's the reason why people are on a boat. So yes, I think it is a, a social, you know, it's socially driven. But it also so gets it to kind of start out from that very, in some ways, high end, environmentally aware place where, as you were saying, in older shipyards, you know, I, I presume older they would, times, older times, there's a lot that you have to put in and replace in order to meet those standards. Well, fortunately, again, this never was a shipyard. Yeah. So we didn't, Start we didn't have some of the toxins and, and things in the, in the ground that we had, you would have to worry about in other places. So that did help us. However, we still had to go through the process to make sure that that was the case. Mm -hmm. So the, that's why they do all the permitting. And we all complain about the process and we all complain about how long it takes. But at the end of the day, we wouldn't have it any other way. We have to make sure we're, we're good stewards in the environment where we're working. So why Fort Pierce? I mean, what, I mean, what, where was that, 
the the mind. It's not something. It's not an obvious place. I mean, it's well, just like Bridgeport. I mean, not an obvious place for a shipyard up there. And you know, when they had the shipyard there. So, what what was the impetus to Four Piers? Well, when when Paul Director started looking for positions to bring a new shipyard to. This was a natural one because of the, the lack of, of uh, obstacles to get the yachts from the ocean to the shipyard. And that, that's huge. Um, Fort Pierce itself, we've talked a little bit about Fort Pierce and also the surrounding area in, in St. Lucie County. Fort Pierce is an up and coming city. They are, they are really doing some really great things here. We're about a five minute walk from downtown Fort Pierce from the shipyard, literally. The restaurants that are here, the, 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 uh, the cultural things, they're really moving into this area. There's theaters, there's, there's a art museum right down the street. The, the people here are really trying to develop this city into a, a really spectacular downtown area. There are new, new developments going in right now with a big boutique hotel and new shops. Uh, they're, they're renovating the Fisherman's Wharf area, which is almost adjacent to the shipyard. It's going to have new shops and restaurants and, and a new marina. Um, two miles from here, you've got some of the prettiest beaches in Florida, and they're not overcrowded like Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> the traffic's not so bad. <laughs> Cost, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the cost of living is lower here than it is in Broward and, and Miami-Dade and Palm Beach counties. And there's a lot of, a lot of affordable housing here for both um, shipyard employees and for, for crew houses and to house crew. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just really coming into its own. Uh, I happen to be a photographer and I spend a lot of time up this way in some of the, the, the uh, nature preserves and beaches and places like this. And it's right at your fingertip right here. I actually, I moved to Stewart, Florida two years ago. So I live right down the beach, 20 minutes from here. And his you know, photography you know, um, is beautiful. Uh, Glenn, if, if things don't work out a director for you, I'm sure the state could employ you as an ambassador because uh, <laughs> you've made it. Not, it's not just a shipyard; it's now a destination. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get there to get anti-fouling. I want to go there to to visit. Well, N nice job. <laughs> can I say that is something I've heard more and more as we've talked to refit yards in the Med. Is is part of it is not just how great the shipyard is and the facilities, but for the crew and the captains who can have a lot of time, you know, living and working there for a couple of months it's as a refit is going on. You know, it, it mm. can make a really big difference to the kind of general desire to be there because if you've got crew that have things to do and places to go and it's not in the back of beyonds with, you know, that they're really just kind of limited, it can have a really positive impact. Well, I can put my captain's hat on and speak to that because there were a lot of times when I would make decisions as a captain and advise the owners on where we should bring a yacht based on the, the safety, the, the, uh, the proximity to good logistics, 
all those sorts of things go into that decision-making process as a captain. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny around here when, when, when people in the organization want to have a view of something from a captain's perspective, that's why I'm here. So I, I help them move that along at this, this facility. And um, I hope you get two paychecks. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I, my last position, I was a fleet manager for 13 yachts that were owned by one, one gentleman. And I made all, pretty much all the decisions on where to take the yachts. I'm going to have one of those yachts here in October for a eight week refit. And it was not because I was here. It's because they based that on what is available in South Florida right now and what they feel is going to be the best position for their crew to be in. And uh, of course I did encourage that a little bit. You can... <laughs> yeah, there was nothing involved with that at all. <laughs> no. No, but, but location and facilities um, are very important and more and more. I mean, I remember going back 10, 15 years ago, boats would go to La Ciota and there was mojos on a Thursday night. Outside of that, there was nothing, literally nothing to do and nowhere to go. Yeah, and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> At the one bar in town on that one. Because I was recently talking to Captain Mike Hitch, who is up for an A-Crew award for Master Unlimited and Captain Master Unlimited. And he was talking about he used to be on a 126 meter and now he is on Motor Yacht Nord, which is 142 meters. And I'm thinking, wow, that, you know, that seems so much bigger. Is it bigger? And he goes, it's not just in the length of it. I'm learning all the time about super yachts, but it was about a 30%. Size matters, babe. Size matters. And it was also the the difference of tonnage. It was about 30% mas or menos in, in the actual weight of the boat, which, you know, means that what you have um, built with the new hoist is really going to be, I mean, for this new side of the market that we're just seeing boats bigger and bigger, I I was kind of in the back of my head thinking, what do they do for refit? (laughs) Well, that's that's exactly why we're here. Um, You know, 1,500 tons, the size boats that we can take, we can't take the... Obviously, they're really big boats. The biggest motor yacht size that we can take is between about 250 and 300 feet. The, uh, the haul-out slip itself is 210 feet long, and it's 50 feet wide. So that, that translates to a pretty good-sized boat. A 100-meter uh, boat is pretty big. Even by I, my standards. I, I was actually still doing the maths on my head because I'm very much <laughs> thinking meters. I'm like, oh, how many feet? Just divided by three. I know. I do it every time. So, though. <laughs> well, the other the other thing is I think there, there are long-term plans for the shipyard, you can imagine. And one of those things is to, to bring in a floating dry dock at some point. And a floating dry dock um, can take larger yachts than what we can put on the lift uh, will just still be restricted by the draft coming in and you know with 20 over 20 feet of water we can get 
a very large boat in. We can we can put a, a you know a probably a 150 meter boat alongside the key here. We just can't lift some of the bigger motor yachts. Is that however sale? having said that we can we can lift pretty much any sailboat you want to bring in here, um, and that's the other the other part of that. We have room here also to be able to pull the, the spars out, the, the masks, and be able to lay them on the ground and work on them, where a lot of shipyards don't have that room to, to be able to dedicate to a spar yard, if you will. And um, we'll, we'll be able to handle those spars for large sailboats. Out of interest, I'm, I was actually, my previous guest was a sailing captain. Um, it is a, you know, smaller, even though they, we, in some ways it's more high profile because we see the regattas and the, the races. Um, in, in other ways, as a segment of the industry, it's quite a smaller part of the industry. However, I'm, I'm wondering, like, for the, at the moment, for, if for the big sailing yachts, there probably isn't that many places they can go at the moment. There aren't. Yeah, but uh, so many places down here have air draft restrictions, mm -hmm. so that you know they can't get under power lines, or they have too too shallow of a depth. Um, I know that there's some in Miami. You could probably get to RPM. I mean, uh, Merrill Stevens. Um, but even some of that, there's some challenges down going down the, that river, you know, so. There, there really are. And, and um, the, other, the other thing is that we, we want to bring in the expertise to handle the sailing yachts because mm -hmm. they are a little bit, a bit of a different beast in a motor oh, yeah. yacht because of, the, because of the rigging and also the keels. Mm -hmm. So you don't block a sailboat the same way you block a, a normal motor yacht. And that takes a little bit more work, time, effort, and, and expertise. And we've got people still within the company. Uh, for example, James Brewer that's down at our Dania yard. James was at the Dania yard the first time I ever went to that yard in 1987. He did leave director for a short period of time, but he came back and he's been there ever since. So that's, that's the kind of dedication we have in long-term expertise in within the I bet he loves hearing you saying that because that must make him feel really old <laughs> or very experienced yeah. he's it, a, he's a, he's a bit of an institution here in South Florida and uh, yeah. he, he's like he's kind of like Glenn in the other sector of the industry everybody knows James and he's this giant hulking man who is the nicest uh, a very smart guy you'd ever want to meet. I mean, he's just, he's just good. So, people, so. so we have something in common then. We're, we're both guys. Maybe not the giant hulking part, but no, it was just, was like, it was, Where's this it was just there, being huh? the guy part. I, I figured th that was a good start. And he has a little more hair than you though. I, I'm That's still, not hard, Kitty. Still sticking with the fact that we're just both male. I think, yeah, yes, there you go. Now, so now you're saying, uh, Glenn, the future plans for the yard are, are in sailing. Um, you know, if people are trying to make plans to to come there, you know, what's the best way? I mean, one of the things about this particular area in Florida is that Fort Pierce is at that point where I-95 and the Turnpike 
come together so much so that um, Amazon and um, who else? Uh, DHL, DHL and all these guys have transportation hubs there. So it's you know pretty easy to get there. It's on up. They're talking about potentially adding a train stop there. There's I was just going to say, what's the I mean, the easiest way to get there? You know, it's it's well, the Palm Beach Airport is the, the closest, closest international. international airport and Orlando is not that far away either. Um, I think you're going to you're going to see some more flights coming into Stewart. You know, most people don't realize it, but in Stewart, the runways there are are quite long because they were used for military runways for many years. And I would expect that with the growth in this area and what's going on, we'll start seeing some more commercial flights as a regional airport. Certainly all the private jets, uh, you know, you can sit there and watch the G5s come in all day long in the Stewart right now. And also in DeViro. And Vero is only 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. So we have some some good access here. Uh, It's funny you mentioned Amazon building a new facility here they actually slowed us down a little bit because they were taking all the concrete yeah (laughs) trucks here (laughs) because that's a huge facility they're building right yeah because it's going to be a huge hub of a transportation system there um they're also talking about you guys are part of like a community redevelopment authority that's happening through the downtown of that st lucie county area um and you had started to mention some of that because there, there really isn't a ton down there. I mean, there's a, it's a cool historic town if Fort Pierce. And so there is an old theater there. There has been some restoration going on through some of those things. The marina that you were just referring to is just being rebuilt and, and adding some new facilities there. Um, what else? I mean, what else from a crew perspective could they look forward to? Other than well, the great beaches and, you know, that yeah, kind of the, the beach is the, the access to a lot of central Florida attractions are here. There, there are the restaurants and the bars here are really coming up. Every Wednesday we have a sales meeting and we've been doing that at a different restaurant in Fort Pierce every Wednesday to get to know them so that we can write our own guide for the crews and let them know and everything. And I've been, I've been amazed at the quality of restaurants up here. And, you know, the, so could I just get that, could I get that clear, Glenn? I just, so you're actually going, you're taking that extra step and going to every bar and restaurants you can find so that well can... i wouldn't say every bar i i would say the restaurants <laughs> it sounds like a watch nice job actually <laughs> <laughs> taking one for the team it's very admirable glenn that's that's right so we we do that every wednesday but local artists for example the the bacchus museum is here and and most people are not familiar with, with the uh the Highwaymen of Florida. It was a group of artists that they were they were uh, mostly all black. They were untrained artists, and they started painting different things and selling them along the highway for the people that came down for the winter. And they were called the Highwaymen. And there was a man named uh, Bacchus. 
that would he was he was about the only one in town that would would actually instruct them and teach them. And so now there's the uh, Bacchus Museum here, and it's and it's quite interesting. So there are some things like that. And Bacchus not being the god of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there are there are a lot of a lot of cool things here that the crew can explore and, and do and see. And again, it's it's inexpensive compared to other parts. Compared to Fort Lauderdale these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's you know it's like everybody's moving to Florida from New York and California. They're they're yeah. kind of killing it for the rest of us here. <laughs> well, the other thing that I'd I'd speak to is is Fort Pierce for a long time had a bit of a bad reputation with with a little bit of a high crime situation and i'm very happy to report that that is definitely going down it's it's they are paying a lot of attention to it and i have no problem whatsoever walking anywhere i want to in downtown fort pierce at any time so uh, like anywhere else in the world you have to you there are no-go zones that you don't want to go to mm-hmm. but um I'm happy to report that they're not near the shipyard. You know, things That's are really good. cleaning up here. And I know I did some driving around there and then I see a few chickens running down the street. I went, oh, dear. Well, that's dinner. <laughs> but I mean, it kind of reminds you of, think about, Rib- I mean, Rybovich. When Rybovich was first put in, that, I mean, it wasn't safe to leave the shipyard. I mean, and it's there's still sections up around that area that you still probably wouldn't walk around very much by yourself, at least. And um, but it's 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 come up a long way. And um, and then Fort Pierce has been one of those little sleepy towns. But I I have to tell you, from growing up here in Florida, they always had great sports teams. There's a lot of sports activities. And because it is kind of a centrally located part so they have they have great sports venues there. They have a lot of um, collegiate and high school teams that come through there. They had some of the best high school football teams in the country come out of Fort Pierce. So I mean, there's a lot of great heritage there, and I think it's going to be a really cool next next destination for people in the outing industry for sure. Well, I think you can you can tell that I am very very uh, high on that the prospect of making all of this come together and happen because it is exciting. And um, look, this is like what my fourth or fifth or sixth career now. It's <laughs> <laughs> the yachting industry, Glenn. We all do that. <laughs> Dave used to, they always used to be in yachting too, you know? It's like, yeah, I used to. We don't, we don't retire. We just take a different career. We metamorphose. Yes, exactly. we, we, we transition into something else. Yes. That makes us all very, very mobile. Another aspect that I want to say, just because, you know, with me, it either comes back to wine or food, that in the in the state of Florida, just west of Fort Pierce is a big agricultural hub in the state. So from a standpoint of a chef or trying to get like, you know, like as he said, as Glenn was saying at the beginning, this was a citrus uh, plant, processing plant. Mm. They have a lot of commercial fisheries going on there. So Getting fresh fish is not a complicated thing. Getting really top quality produce and meat. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that Florida is one of the largest cattle states in the country. They don't think of Florida. They think of Texas, Oklahoma. But Florida has a tremendous amount of of 
of cattle farm land in our in our state. And all of that's within a stone's throw of Fort Pierce. So for chefs wanting to come in and be able to get high quality fresh fish and, and produce, there's pretty much it's 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 right there off the boat. You know, most people don't realize it, but the state of Florida has more cattle than the state of Texas. We are a bigger cattle producing state than anybody ever realized. Uh, and, I, and I've driven through a lot of that on some of my photographic expeditions, which I'm going Sunday right through the heart of that. And uh, I'll send you some pictures. Yes, definitely. I used, I used to have a hunting camp up not far from there and they had broken it down into also cattle land as well. So, I mean, it was like hunters and cattlemen all kind of sharing the same space, but uh, it's, it's, it's really a, quite a neat place. And also, so also from if people have an interest in hunting or shooting, there are some good places for um, ski and, and trap and, and wing shooting up there. There's quail hunting and dove hunting a lot up there. And right at the fingertips. It's right, right there. there. So as you can see, we have plenty to offer, but the shipyard itself is going to be a, a really world-class facility. And we, we hope that in developing this yard, we're able to help the local community on the economic side. We know we will. You know, you know that when you bring a yacht into a shipyard like this, you're spending many, many dollars and pumping that into this city, in this county, in this area is going to do nothing but help it grow and, and help the economics. And when you help that, it helps everyone. Yeah, so we're, we're excited about starting to train local people and bring in, you know, not just experts from, from the marine field that are already out there, but we want to train people and we're, we're speaking with the local schools and, and um, colleges. We had a group of students here yesterday to come and introduce them into the marine world, not just welders and painters and, and electricians, but you know, some of these, some of these folks will end up spilling over into the other parts of the yachting industry, which we need desperately. We need personnel throughout our industry. So bad. The whole trades, all the trades needed. Every everybody needs people, and so we're we're trying, we're actively trying to promote things like that. Uh, we mentioned James Brewer not long ago. James has been just he's been wonderful about bringing in apprenticeships and and recruiting people into the marine industry, and that's that's all part of the culture of Director Shipyard. So now, one of the things we can now we know that we have the 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 largest haul out uh, lift as you know, anywhere in the world, I believe. Um, what other, what other types of work will you be doing there? Will it be a full service yard in every regard or how will it that will. work? It will. So in the existing building that we have here, we've already started building the machine shop. The welding shop is right now actually busy building stands for the boats. When we haul them out, um, we, we will have, um, an electrical uh, section. And then within the, the port area here, there are a number of other buildings that, that, that are not ours that are owned by local businessmen that they hope to lease out to marine businesses to bring other subcontractors into here. 
and the response from other subcontractors and, and other people that want to come here, it's, you know, you, you talk to anybody down in Fort Lauderdale that's in the shipyard business and mention this, they're going, I'd love to get out of Fort Lauderdale and go up there and work. So I, I think that as we build the yard, people will migrate up here to, to be with us. But to answer your question, yes, it will be a full service shipyard, just like Dania and just like Mamaronac. You know, our other, our other yard in Mamaronac, New York, it, it's actually been primarily um, building commercial vessels up there and a lot of hybrid commercial vessels. They're building research boats and ferries and things like that. So we have a lot of expertise in all areas of, of being a shipyard. You know, Bob Director built Coast Guard cutters for years. So <laughs> there's there's uh, there's a long history in the director. You know, we're we're getting. I ready actually to met him on, on the. Uh, he was working. I was working on Octopussy, and he was there. We were hauling her out just north of uh, Newport in this little this little rusty place, and it's like we're lifting this big white boat on this rusty stuff, <laughs> and yeah, because like. Bob Director's just like with his cigar and screaming and yelling. <laughs> like, yeah, he, oh, yeah. Was, he was an interesting cat, boy. He was. He was. I knew Bob. He was. Yep. He was great. He was an interesting cat. But so when you go back to the sub side, so for anybody that's listening from a subcontractor side, the model of this shipyard is going to be just more like the the Dania one. It's not going to be a, a full sub yard like LMC. Um, no. it's going to be, it will, it will be like a Dania yard and, you know, we will have in-house, we'll have, uh, certainly plenty of services here, just as in Dania, we will not be the, uh, the main engine mechanic for you. You'll bring in your subcontractor there and for generators and things like that. But, um, we will be able to do the carpentry and the welding and the painting and, and, uh, you know, that sort of trade um i i fully expect that next year this time that there'll be so many subcontractors wanting to be here that you won't have a problem doing anything that's awesome and it's, how much space will you have on the hard you know for pulling boats out right now if if we were to answer that question i would say about 14 to 15 60 to to 65 meter boats, which are quite a few boats. Sure. Uh, in, the, in the future, there are other portions of this port that is raw land that there's talk of other people developing further some of this other area up here. And we really encourage that and hope that it happens because as you know, competition is great. And, and once you start becoming a hub for something, it just makes the entire area grow more. That's All ships that's rise on a rising tide. That's why they put McDonald's and Arby's and, and Burger King all in one spot. You know, I mean, that's it's the same thing. So Home Depot I, across from I, Lowe's. I always yeah. thought that's because families can never agree. Because I always want Kentucky. The kids will want a Burger King. Mabel wants something healthy like that's a salad. That's true for two, though. It's like, let's just go to this place. They're all there. We can meet in the middle. Yep. <laughs> that's very true, Dave. That's very true. So now if, if you're saying that, so if somebody wanted to start looking at getting service work done at Director Fort Pierce, 
how would they go about doing it? Give me a call or drop me an email. Um, be, be happy to help and direct you, direct anyone to who they need to talk to. Rob McKean is the yard manager here. And Rob is, is a top-notch guy. He's, he's, uh, he knows his stuff. So he, we can get questions answered very quickly. Uh, but, but a good beginning spot would be either call myself or Doug Morrison, the other part of the sales team here. And Doug has is, is, uh, been with Director for a long time, and he knows them well. So either one of us can help. And so that would be director.com, D-E-R-E-C-K-T-O-R, and then you would be looking for the Fort Pierce um, section on your website. That's correct, yes. And you guys, your, is, your, is your wife happy now that you're spending more time up there in that area and not spending so much time in South Florida? You know, um, we moved up here just as the, the pandemic was starting to really get into full swing. And we've been walking on the beach every day throughout the entire pandemic and going sailing on our sailboat and going out on my brother's center console. And um, she's also a photographer. So we enjoy all the wildlife and, and everything up here. And she couldn't be happier. Plus, when I come to the shipyard, I'm only 20 minutes away. Well, you know, actually, it's kind of funny because I started posting all of these pictures on social media during the pandemic because I wanted to share something for everybody to look forward to each day. And I know that probably sounds a little corny, but it was really a lot of fun. And I got so much nice feedback. And it was mostly sunrises and sunsets and beach scenes and, and things like that because that's what we had. But but that's where it came from and, and um, I've continued. <laughs> I actually was just thinking what a, what a lovely time to transition, um, you know, because I think being close to nature, it did make a really big difference last year. So thank you, Glenn, well, so much. You, know for you all need to come up to Fort Pierce. Well, you need to come up to Fort Pierce and, and enjoy the area. And uh, let's, let's get some yachts up here and, and make it happen. Well, well anybody like who's it. listening right now, if you want to come bring your boat, we can haul you in Fort Pierce. Don't let anybody tell you we can't haul big boats here. That's and a, that's, uh, that's go that's and a, see Glenn, Captain Glenn Allen. Wonderful. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. You awesome. you truly have made it. I, I mean, I thought we were going to be talking about shipyards, but it turns we out <laughs> we were. But that actually, it really sounds like an interesting destination as well. Yes. Glenn, thank you so much. I only much. bring the best people. Come on. Oh, you Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much. Great to see you all. Great you to too. meet you, Glenn. Thank you so much indeed. And Kitty, thank you again. Uh, wonderful guest and wonderful to see you as well. Always a pleasure, Dave and Maeve. Happy rest of your day. Happy oh, rest of your day. Kitty, it's time that we get together and have a glass of wine. Absolutely. Stay tuned to Super Yacht Radio. Thanks for being with us. This is Super Yacht Radio.